0: Good evening. Hare Krishna to all. all right. When you fiddle around, I'm glad you choose us. <laughs> Isn't that great? That, we've got a guitar in a the violin? then. Wow, that's fantastic. Mm-hmm. The drum was fantastic. Well, you're powerful with that drum. There's, Really, it's powerful. I could hear it when I got out of my car. Mm-hmm. Can you could hear, what? The office. Could hear from the office? Okay. <laughs> I have some gifts. So we're going to celebrate New Year's early. In that, I'm going to give out 2020 calendars. And they have 2020 vision. <laughs> that was funnier than that? It was just a little. <laughs> if you're waiting for the real funny stuff, you're gonna. You might as well laugh now because it's not gonna get much funnier. <laughs> Who wants Calgary? Complete every month as picture of Krishna and his pastimes, pictures of Shiva Prabhupada. 2020, though? Well, 2019, but there's still a few days left. <laughs> no, it's 2020. <laughs> <laughs> I see you got a laugh out of this on that one. See, I got a laugh I thought it was dying there for a while. Uh, would you? You can work with one of them. Thank you. Sergey, I have something for you. Yeah, okay. mm-hmm. Thank you. Thank you. You can give that to Jesse, you guys. Mm-hmm. Pound it away tonight. Oh, I told you. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Okay. We're going to talk about... Uh, one of our favorite subjects, which is is love. So um, why is it one of our favorite subjects? Because it is the nature of the living entity. So um, let me start out with one of my favorite trick questions. See, I warned you up front. It's a trick question. So how many people here? Believe you have a soul. Show of hands. Wait, no. <laughs> I got you, one, didn't I? <laughs> so what I always ask people is if you have a soul, then who is this you that has a soul? You see, that's uh, that's our predicament. I have a soul. What are you doing with it right now? Where is it? You sure you brought it? I keep mine on my keychain. <laughs> so, most people believe that they do have a soul. Hello, this is our friend Shay. Hello, come on. Go. Come on, hey, Krishna. Great Welcome. Krishna. What's your name? Shay. Shay? Yeah. No. We just asked the whole room a question. Oh, okay. okay. So I'll ask you. You missed it, but I'll ask you. Okay. Do you believe you have a soul? Yes. Okay. Wrong! <laughs> okay. No. Who is this you? Thank you? You have a soul. Who is this you that has a soul? Like my reincarnation. Huh? Like my reincarnation, I feel. But I mean, why are you. If I. It's like I. Uh, I have this chatter. You see? And I have a car, mm-hmm. and I have a house, and I have all these different things. But those things I have them because they're different from me. So our point, my point, and it's kind of a smart aleck point, you know. I know. <laughs> if you hang around long enough, you'll realize I'm a smart aleck. <laughs> smart aleck. But I mean it. I mean it nicely. Yeah. You know what a smart aleck is? A wise guy. Oh. Okay. Okay. (laughs) Okay. She knows what that is. Yeah. In the south side of Chicago where I grew up, a wise guy had a whole different meaning. So, but, no, what I'm trying to point out is that we, we are a soul. We don't have a soul. We are a soul. The reason why we kind of think that our knee-jerk reaction is to think that I have a soul is because I think that I am my body and so I'm a body and I have a soul so the fact is I am a soul I am the soul and I have this body temporarily right now I have a soul I have a body does that make any sense so we, we uh, we make that uh, mistake because we're all convinced that we are these bodies. And we think there's got to be some sort of esoteric or spiritual answer to all of this. But it's actually very simple. You are an eternal living entity. Um, do you ever read Bhagavad Gita? Have you ever heard have you, Really? You have one? Okay. I have multiple because there's so many different editions of it. Yeah. Do you have uh, Bhagavad Gita as it is? I think so. I think you gave it to me one time at one of the um, you guys are at one of the yoga festival things at Reed Park. Yeah. Well, then you're good. Do you guys have a Bhagavad Gita? Yes. Well, we shall give you one free, free of charge. All you have to do is pay shipping and handling. <laughs> 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 you know somebody do that. You ever have that? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, Free tactical flashlight. Oh that sounds good. Free. All you have to do is pay twenty nine ninety-five shipping again. <laughs> so no we won't yeah. charge you shipping in handling. So um, we're just gonna hand it to you and charge you a handing cost. <laughs> 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 do you have a Bhagavad Gita? Okay. Mm-hmm. Then you're good. Mm-hmm. Do you read it? Sometimes. Sometimes. I mean, I grew up Hindu, so, uh, yeah, yeah. my family's Hindu, so, yeah. yeah. What part of India are they from? They're not from India, they're from Fiji. Oh, so many people in India, Uh, in uh, Fiji or Indian. Yeah, it's, uh, when they got dropped off to Fiji to do a lot of work, it kind of came up. So there's a lot of Muslims, there's a lot of Hindus wealthiest people in, in Fiji are uh, Hindus. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Got a lot of friends in Fiji. Yeah. You know, a lot, a lot of friends. Um, so, um, you are an eternal living entity according to Krishna in Bhagavad Gita. So your eternal nature is that of sharing love reciprocating love that means your eternal nature as a living entity is to love and be loved but on a real high platform not just a casual you know like uh, we may say gee whiz i love that shirt you see what i know i love that shirt i do i love the shirt i don't want to marry the shirt <laughs> I don't want to be with it every day, but I love the shirt. You see what I mean? So we've got this limited uh, word, love, that in the English language can mean whatever you think it means. I love your hair. I love this weather. And I love your car. And then I love you. So do you love me like you love her hair, or his shirt, or the car, or the weather. It's left, when I say I love you, it's left for you to kind of calculate. How much love is he talking about here? You see? So, but I'm talking beyond superficial love. I'm talking about supreme love. So, so what do I mean by supreme love? What would you think would be supreme in love? Anybody? For it to be the supermost supreme love that you could possibly get, what do you think? It never ends, and it's always increasing. Never ends, and it's always increasing. Right, It's eternal. I'm an eternal living entity. If you believe that you are a soul, then you are an eternal living entity. So I want eternal things. If I don't get eternal things, then I'm going to be disappointed from time to time because I get something and then I have to lose it. It's like friendship. You know, when you get friendship and and then you find out the person, let's say that they turn out not to be your friend, well, that was disappointing. You lost a friend. Well, wait a minute. Did you lose a friend or did you actually have a friend? So it wasn't the real deal. Krishna says in Bhagavad Gita, shuridam sarva bhutanam. Shurid, uh, special friend, the dearmost friend. So uh, Krishna says, I am your dearmost friend and ever well-wisher, forever, I'm your well-wisher. Never will there be a time when I will wish you uh, harm or ill will, Krishna never has that. So Krishna is not a punisher, doesn't punish, although there is punishment in this world, right? So where does that come from? Reaction. So what is it they say, what is it Isaac Newton says? For a reaction, there's a reaction. Right. Science even knows that. For every action, there's an equivalent, uh, an opposite reaction. So uh, in the Bible, it says, as ye sow so shall ye reap. And on the street, people say, well, it goes around and comes around. You know, so your punishment is kind of self-administered. Uh, you, you do and you receive. You do good, you receive. You do bad, you receive. So Krishna doesn't have to punish you. Why, does he, why would he want to punish you? He loves you. So we're talking about um, a love higher than what we've experienced in this material world, in our trip through this material world. The closest thing to real love in the material world is the love of a mother for the children, you know? You see? In most cases, sometimes the mothers don't love the You know, I've seen that, you know? Have you? You know, there's been cases where the mother's abuse or abandon. So, but I'm talking about the typical. The mother's love is so genuine. And the mother will, uh, she'll do anything for the child. So, that's the closest thing to Krishna's love, to real love. So, uh, we are eternal living entities and our eternal nature is to love on a supreme level. Krishna says that you are eternally his fragmented part and parcel. You are are eternally his part. So that doesn't mean you are God, but you're eternally part of God. Which means you have all of the qualities that God has. It's like if you take a big gigantic piece of gold, 24 karat gold, and if you shave off a little teeny tiny piece of it, this little teeny tiny piece has all the qualities of that big piece of gold. This is 24 karat. This is 24 karat. Difference is this one is really, really big, you see. And it's the source of this. So we have the attributes of God, which means our nature is to love. And be loved on an eternal basis and on a supreme basis. That is our nature. It's the thing that makes us uh, happier than anything else. Real, genuine love. So, uh, love, basically, on a real level, means to connect with someone, doesn't it? You you really can't get into this deep love that I'm talking about without some connection. Now, what is this connection? Some people say it's a heart-to-heart connection. (laughs) Well, that's close, but it's basically a soul-to-soul connection. I'm an eternal soul, and you're an eternal soul. It's an eternal connection of our souls, Once the souls connect on a soul basis, then I can see you as an eternal part of God. Which means, if you are an eternal part of God, you've got to be incredibly beautiful. Incredibly. Because God is the source of beauty. He's the source of love. And you're a part of that. So if, if you come from him, then you've got to have his attributes. He's, incredi- he's the most beautiful, and you're a part of it. You're, you, the soul, are incredibly beautiful. You're incredibly merciful. You're incredibly loving. You see, you have the ability to love eternally. Does this make any sense? So the reason why that we can't uh, appreciate our love for one another is because we don't connect. You see? Uh, The problem is I may connect with you body to body. My body connects with your body. I meet you in a a sports bar. What's that you like? What's the mascot for the... Oh, wow. Huh? Wildcat. What you what's that? You're a wildcat fan? <gasps> hey man! You know, bump it here, you know? <laughs> Gee, Liz. Let me buy you a beer. What do you like? <laughs> <What's that>? Budweiser? <laughs> me too! Whoa, dude! You know? What do you like to do? You like to go out. Oh. Uh four-wheel driving through the desert? Man, me too. You see? What's that? You like to smoke cigarettes? Me too. Let's step outside and have one right now. God, this is great. I found a new friend. What's that? You you, you like to do heroin? (laughs) So do I. Man. That guy over there thinks I'm crazy because I do heroin. But hey man, you don't think I'm crazy because I do heroin, because you do it too. So our neuroses match up. You see? Why, well, you are uh, you look like you're from my country. Uh, maybe you go to the same church. I'm a white guy, you're a white guy. We've got everything in common. You see what I mean? Bodily designation see so our bodies and our neuroses are matching up I have found a friend I love this guy I mean, even tell people I love this guy you see what I mean so but can that possibly endure is that going to be an eternal friendship loving arrangement you know what if you meet someone and you fall in love with them because they They're a Wildcat fan. They like Budweiser. They like to smoke and do heroin. And they all voted for Hillary or Donald or or they don't vote or whatever. You see what I mean? All of these nutty things that we use to find to to, uh, see what attracts our love. What is it about you that's attractive? And I'm missing you, aren't I? missing all that, because you're not a Democrat or a Republican. You're not a white guy or a black guy. You're not even a Baptist or a Hindu. You're none of that. You're an eternal part and parcel of the Supreme Lord. And so am I. So we have so much more in common than I'd like to go here and do this and you like to go here and do it. We have so much infinite number of things in common we're both attracted by the same all attractive personality and he's very close to us we're very close to him we've just forgotten it you see so to for me to experience that love that eternal love that i have with supreme the supreme lover i need to connect with the supreme lover don't i I need to hunt him down. I need to find him. And I need to connect. I actually need to reconnect. You see. So, love is a process of connection. So therefore, if love requires connection, then deep love requires deep connection. Anybody disagree? Not superficial connection, you know, but deep connection. Deeper than the body. We have to learn how to connect on the soul level. Deep connection requires constant connection. To get contacted or connected deeply, it should be unbroken. How can we do that? And connect on the soul level. Then it's not broken. I'm eternal, you're eternal, we're eternal souls. We can and should be, and really are, we just have lost track, connected eternally. We're all connected, you see. Uh, Deep love of the Supreme requires deep, constant, supreme connection. That is called bhakti yoga. Bhakti yoga. You've heard of bhakti yoga, haven't you? Mm -hmm. Bhakti yoga. So bhakti yoga is the yoga of love. Bhakti yoga, I like this because it's good for my throat. So bhakti yoga uh, is the topmost of the yoga systems. It's the culmination of yoga. In bygone ages, people would start uh, in the various yoga systems to work up. To through the yoga system to bhakti yoga. Now the goal was pure love of Godhead. What's that called? Anybody know? Prema. Prema. Krishna Prema. Prema, the highest love. So uh, let's go to Bhagavad Gita. I going to read uh, a verse, maybe two. So before I do that, do you have any questions or comments? This is not a lecture. I would prefer it if if you would join in. You're awfully quiet tonight. This isn't like you. (laughs) 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 The two got something to say. Why am I not surprised? <laughs> no, question. You, 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 you were asking how we can constantly connect, and I was thinking uh, through Facebook Messenger. <laughs> <laughs> That's one way. <sighs> Gee what do people do before Facebook Messenger? <laughs> <laughs> send each other letters. Yeah, letters, you know. So uh, the reason why Facebook has been uh, so popular, I mean it's around the world. I forget how many billions of people. Does anybody know the stats? You know, you know, it's just like like five years ago it was five hundred million and I can't remember what it is like, Oh it's four? it's <laughs> billions now. Why is it so popular? Because it helps us connect. It gives us a way of connecting other than mail or phone calls. You see, that's why it's so it's so loved and so treasured by so many people, because we have this uh, tremendous desire to connect, to stay in uh, in connection, to stay contact with people, you see. So therefore, when I have Messenger, why I can I can send a message to you right now and you can send it back and back and forth. We're just, we're always doing that. We have this desire to be connected. It's actually considered uh, poor mental health if you want to be disconnected from your fellow living entities. A lot of people get burnout on people, so they, they have a cat or a dog or ball constrictor or something. I don't know, but they have something connected, you see. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, connection is a desire that we have. And therefore, boy, Facebook is here to stay. I mean, they could actually start charging for it, couldn't they? People would pay, you see. So, they really would. Right now, it's free. Mm-hmm. Television was free at one time. Yeah. <laughs> it really was. <laughs> so, uh, Bhagavad Gita, chapter 8, verse 14. Krishna says, Ananya chaitaha satatam yo mam smarti nityasaha tasyam sulava par- uh, partha nitya yuktasya yogina now you're not going to disagree with that, are you? Told you I was a wise guy. I can't help it. At least
1: it provides entertainment.
0: I know. Guru, I know. Gurus are supposed to be. Well, I don't do that. I'm not that kind. Of, what did you say? I said at least it's good entertainment. Keeps <laughs> me away. Yes, so that's good. Yeah, but Krishna's entertaining. This is true. He's the source of entertainment. He's a wise guy. He is a wise guy. I mean, he's the supreme wise guy. (laughs) As you get to know him, you'll... you'll, He's... He's a laugh a minute. Okay, what does that mean? Krishna says, For one who is always... Excuse me. For one who always remembers me without deviation... I'm easy to obtain, O son of Prita, that's his friend Arjuna, because of his constant engagement in devotional service. Well, now this kind of flies in the face of a lot of things we hear about this God person, right? Because he says, One who always remembers me remembers me without deviation. Isn't Sunday enough? You know, Sunday and Wednesday night choir practice. Is that when they have choir practice? Yes. (laughs) You know, huh? Tuesdays (laughs) and Thursdays for me. Huh? It used to be Tuesdays and Thursdays for me. Yeah, okay. So there's three big ones a week. (laughs) Isn't that enough? Read your Bible once a day, you know. Every day, but not all day. Every day. You see what I mean? So Krishna... (laughs) Because of his love and attachment to you, he wants this always uh, remembering. He wants you to remember him without deviation. For one who always remembers me without deviation, I mean, he's not afraid to ask for the whole thing, the the whole enchilada, you know. I want you to remember me uh, without deviation if you can then i'm easy to obtain so we've been told that god's not so easy to attain right you got to walk the straight and narrow you got to do this you got to follow all the rules you know and you got to do this and you got to do that and you got so many things and, and, and then, uh, I'm a Jew by birth, but my my mother was not so religious, so she allowed me to go to the Baptist church, which was close by. And there were other reasons, which I'm not going to tell you right now, why I wanted to go there. Uh, she's giggling because she knows. So I went to the Baptist church, you know. So, uh, <laughs> anyway. Name uh, one. Name one reason. Huh? Name
1: mm-hmm. one. Another reason. It's
0: close to the house. Huh? The size it's, of the house. it's the house. It. it gave me a chance to get out of the house. <laughs> That's one. So, but what I learned is that even when I get, if I do what I'm supposed to do, even when I get to heaven, there's no real talk of me actually having some close association of God, It's basically God is a spirit, you know, it's kind of like, like air, but godly air, something like that. Have you heard that? And, you know, so even when you get there, you don't get him. So that's kind of bad because I don't get to have love with him. I mean, how you love like uh, something that's kind of unmanageable? How do you love it? How do you connect with it? What is there to love about it? It's just some sort of energy, you see. So that's bad, I think. And it's kind of good because I don't have to fool, I don't have to deal with the guy. Right? I mean he's gonna be like there but not there, so I don't have to I don't have to bow down or anything like that because he's like unmanifest. So something that's unmanifest, more than likely he's not gonna come knocking on my door, you know. When you're in heaven, you know, you're like Who's there? It's God. What? I didn't think you could knock. You know, you're supposed to be like unmanifest. God? Yes, God. What the hell do you, I mean, uh, was, what do you want, sir? You know, what do you want? What do you want from me now? I, 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 I did everything you told me to, and now I'm in heaven? Does this ever stop? You know, you know? So, so you see that kind of relationship because I was taught uh, to be a good God-fearing man. a uh, uh, pastor of my church always told me I'm a Democrat and a good Oh no, I'm, a, I'm an American and a God-fearing Democrat or no I'm a Democrat and a God-fearing American I'm a Democrat fearing God yeah something like that you know <laughs> that I had all those words and I said really huh so if that's uh, if that's the, the path I need to walk you know being a little afraid then what about when I get there in his place I would be more afraid right so the good news is he's kind of like not really there so maybe I don't need to worry about him you know so I can kind of just kind of get all the reap all the benefits of heaven you know what are they What are the benefits? You get to sit on the right hand side of God. How how can you tell? No. (laughs) I mean, He's unmanifest. You you go sit down thinking this is the right hand side. Not there. I'm sorry, (laughs) son. All right. Would you give me a sign? Which is the. So, what else do you get? What do you get? What's the, what are a the benefits? A golden mansion. Huh? Mm-hmm. A golden mansion. Ah, now that is pretty much worth it, you know, in a golden mansion. <laughs> it's cold, Walk the streets of gold. Streets of gold? Gates of pearl. Gates of pearl? So, I don't know if it says it in the Bible, but I would have to imagine that the weather is, like, really good. <laughs> you know, so it's like... Hawaii on steroids. It's like Fiji, you know. Fiji weather is like unbelievable. I mean, really, Fiji makes Hawaii look, you know, it really does. All year round, yeah. Forever. Mm -hmm. Prophet said that uh, Kali Yuga hasn't taken absolute full effect in Fiji yet. Mm -hmm. No, it's just. Because it is, it's paradisical. So it'd be like Fiji, you know, maybe better though. So, good weather. Can you imagine how many stations they have on cable? (laughs) You know, so, I mean, we're talking some good stuff here, right? And no matter how good it is, it beats the hell out of the other place, right? Right? So, I mean, even if I can't find my favorite shows on the cable, I'm not going to complain because I don't want to go the other direction. So, you see, now, I, I, I go through this just to point out where is the love? You see, where's the love? You see, if he's the source of love and the source of beauty, I want my arms around him. I want, to, I want to embrace this character, Krishna. I want to have him. I absolutely want to always remember him. If he's the most beautiful thing to observe, I don't want to ever not be remembering that beautiful face. Okay? So you ever wonder what his voice, we've talked about this, what does his voice sound like when Krishna talks to you? you know, it says it's deep but soft. Soft, you know, and you'll always hear it. You'll always want to see him, hear him, you see, embrace him. Uh, so, um, without deviation, you can see how this is pretty. In a, it's a, a very attractive thing for us to actually uh, always remember this wonderful creature. Krishna says, if you do this, I am easy to obtain. You notice he's not throwing any rules or anything? That is the rule. For one who always remembers me without deviation, I am easy to obtain. What he wants you to do is to love him, which it's your nature to do, but you have free will. Because without free will, you would be uh, a prisoner. You'd be a robot. For love to have meaning, you have to be able to refuse the microphone. I mean, the... (laughs) (laughs) See, you have to be able to refuse your object of love. I choose not to love you. And I have the freedom to do that without punishment, you see, God doesn't say, heart, right, then I smite you. You know. No, that's fair. All right, you don't want to love me? Okay. But where will you get love if you don't have a loving exchange with me? I'm the source. I am the love. So when we want to uh, escape or leave God. We're free. We're not prisoners. He doesn't say, "No, you can't go." Security, throw her in the brig. You know, I find you in contempt. You know, throw you. Like the judge does that. You know. So, no, it's not like that. You can go if because for love to have any meaning, you can't be a prisoner and you can't be forced to love. You see, there really isn't anything else to love than the source of love, except each other. There really isn't. So he has this material world where we can come and try to be all we can be without him. That's okay. You know, it's just that it doesn't work out for you. You see, we end up uh, frustrated and... uh, not real happy with the world. So that's why people are always wanting to change it. You ever notice that every year we've got a, we're going into an election year. So you're going to hear things. I'm going to warn you. Many of you are not old enough to have been through this as many times as I've been through elections. You're going to have people telling you that it's bad and you need a change. No matter how good the economy is, you know, You deserve a change. I'm the guy that'll give it to you. I just need, you give me a vote and I'll give you, one guy wants to give you $1,000 a month and I'll pay off your college loan. I'll do this. I'll do that. I'll, you know, I'll do all these things. So yeah, I got to convince you that things are bad and it's not hard to do because you know what? This material world is not. A real party there's suffering here because we're in bodies that suffer we identify with these bodies so uh, you may be identifying that you have a toothache or you have a stomachache or you're starting to get gray hair or you're losing your hair or that you're old (laughs) when you get older you know there's suffering all it just seems like it multiplies again and again The devotee gets to the point where we get kind of used to that, and it doesn't bother us so much because I know this is not me. I'm an eternal living entity. You know, Bhagavad Gita guarantees me that I can't be pierced or burned or withered by the wind. I'm eternal. I can't. Actually, I can't suffer. I can only suffer to the degree that I'm convinced that I am this body. If I'm convinced of that, then I'm convinced that I can suffer. You see? So, Krishna says, I'm easy to obtain because of of his constant engagement in devotional service. That's all Krishna wants. Uh, Demonstrate your love for me by loving devotional service. When you love somebody, you want to do something for them. It's not one-sided. It's not that you start doing service for Krishna, and he says, all right, that was good. Now, do some of that over there. Okay, I'll do that too. You know, then he says, okay, why? Why, Radha, why don't you cut the grass? Wash my car, put coats of wax on it. You know, is that kind of, is that, you think, what is that what Krishna wants? devotional service like that no he wants you to do whatever you do as a loving offering to him thinking i'm doing this for you he is always performing and always has uh, and always will perform loving devotional service to you yeah. never is there a time for your existence you see this is reciprocation which is part of love Krishna has never let you down on his share of love. He wants you to surrender to him because he wants to surrender to you. That's what lovers do. That's what they do. Krishna wants you uh, to feel like you belong to him because he feels like he belongs to you. You see, this is that. Supreme love between the Supreme God. Krishna does not need you to make him feel like he's superior. He already knows that. He already knows he's God. You see? All he wants is you to uh, love him. Let's, Let's be in love. Like we always were. Krishna says, before you left me, before you left me, let's be like we used to be. That's this process of bhakti yoga, getting back what we've had for eternity, except we've kind of lost on our our sojourn through this material world, we've lost touch of it. And Krishna says, I am easy to obtain. That's an absolute fact. It's not a hard thing at all. It is hard to the degree that we are attached to the material world. And to the degree, to the degree that we're attached to the material world, we will have an, a negative effect on our faith. And if, if we have full faith in Krishna, in his love for us and our love for him. What do, what do we ultimately get? What is faith what is faith supposed to turn into? Knowing. Knowledge. Knowing. Who said that? Jaitanya Leela. That's what faith is supposed to turn into. But otherwise it's just blind faith. You know, it's I'll have faith and I'll park it out there forever. And I'll wait till I die to find out. That's not a really good bargain. I want to have faith. Faith should turn into knowing. I meet you and I think I have faith that you're a nice person. It's after time I'm going to know, right? I don't have to just have that faith year after year after year, right? We're going to know you isn't it? Well, no. I have faith that you're a good friend. I have faith that you're going to do what you say you're going to do. I have faith, and I have faith, and I I have faith that if I buy this stock, it will go up in value. One of these days, I'm going to find out if that faith was invested properly. So this is faith in God. You should get the reward of knowledge, not after you die. That's not a good bargain. I want it now. I want it as soon as possible. After all, Krishna, you say that you're easy to obtain. If you're easy to obtain, then I want you. If I can have God, I want him. That's pretty smart, isn't it? I don't want to keep him somewhere off. In the distance. If you want happiness? He's the source of happiness. You see? If you want peace? He's the source of peace. If you want beauty in your life? He's the source of beauty. And we all know that we want love. He's the source of love. He's love personified. So, and he's easy to get. He says so. So, all I have to do is perform loving devotional service. And I have to have faith. We will see whether or not that works. Krishna says if you want loving des- devotional service, ask for it. You want to serve me? Now, we can do that by that really cool prayer. What is that prayer? Asking? Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare, Hare Rama, Hare Rama Rama Rama, Rama, Rama Rama, Hare Hare. Oh, my dear Lord. Oh, any energy of the Lord. Actually, we pray to her first, Radha. The energy is feminine. People ask me sometimes, I didn't know God's a man. I didn't know he's not a woman. He is a woman. He is a man. the source of everything, has to have everything. Female energy comes from God, so God must have female energy. Unless there's another God out there that God gives the male energy and there's another God that gives the female energy, it doesn't make any sense. So we want to pray to her first. Rata. Oh, Rata. Hara. Hare. That's that first syllable is directed right at Rata, the female, the feminine energy. Hare, oh, Radha, Krishna, oh, Krishna. So I'm praying to the energy and to Krishna. Please engage me in your loving devotional service. Please allow me to perform my activities as a loving offering to you. And Krishna says, okay. That's all it takes. He's asked. You can do it. With, with that uh, thought in mind, as long as you keep that intent and you're doing what you're doing as an offering to me, doesn't mean that you have to change what you do. Of course, some of the nonsense things you do will stop. You know, you'll give up heroin because you can't do that as an offering to God. You can see all the... Dumb things that we do that are not good for You can't do those as an offering to God. So you'll start to abandon your unartus, unwanted things. Things that you really don't want, that he doesn't want, you see. So if you're an accountant, just be an accountant for Krishna. So my dear Lord, I'm an accountant. And I'm gonna, I'm offering my accounting skills to you or if you're a doctor or whatever. It means that whatever you do, you're going to try to do it really, really well because this is my offering of love to Krishna. is pretty much as simple as that. And Krishna thinks you're doing, in other words, you have the consciousness that you're doing what you're doing as an offering of love to me. I like that. That pleases me very much, you see? Now, if you can always think like that, with uh, always remember me by doing what you do, say what you say as a loving offering to me, then I'm easy to obtain. You gotta be constant with it though, consistent. It's not that we remember him for a while and forget him for a while, remember him. You know, and that may sound kind of difficult in the beginning. But for those of you in the room who followed this process from the beginning to where you are now, is it very difficult? It's not so hard, is it? As a matter of fact, you get a taste of it. You know, uh, in India, in Vrindavan, they have this sweet called <coughs> rubbery. Have you had rubbery? No? Uh, it's divine. It. It's divine. Ooh, you've had robbery? Yeah. It's divine, isn't it? It's made out of cooked down, sweetened, condensed milk, but there's a whole other process to make it. And it's the best tasting thing. <laughs> it's like you taste it and you oh man, this is great. So, um, you experience a higher taste you know you 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 may like uh, milky way bars or something like that but when you taste some of these sweets that that actually transcended from the material, from the spiritual world with krishna when he came when krishna came to the uh, to the world uh, all of all of his friends and associates and his paraphernalia the food he eats all this came with him you know, it's like when the president comes to. If he came to Tucson, why well, his whole family and all his friends? You know, all his associates and advisors—they all come with him. You know, it's not just a one guy. That's why uh, Air Force One is always full. It's never just the president. So when Krishna comes, he brings the whole family. You know, all of his and you know, all the things. It's all just descends with him. So this uh, Vedic culture descended with him. And what we see in India nowadays is remnants, remnants of this Vedic culture that Krishna, that descended with Krishna. You see. It's changing a little bit over time, you know, but it's basically, you know, still very much like Krishna likes it. You see, so um, any questions or comments? I have a question. Um, yes. so I know that you mentioned, um, you know, that people ask you if God is uh, male or female, and that God encompasses both male and female energies, right? Mm-hmm. So, um, why do we always kind of refer to God as a he? Like, why is that? Well, because I feel like that's why people have that question about. Is it it's always a he? That we kind of put that into. Because Krishna is the seed-giving father. You see, um, those of us, as we start to know the science of Krishna consciousness, we realize that Krishna and Radha, his male and female energy, are never separated. Even when you see him by himself, he's really still with her. He's God. He can do that. You see? So he, that male energy, is if he had a beginning, he would be that source of everything. Actually, everything's eternal. But in the material world, we think of beginnings and duration and end. But spiritually, that's... You know, see, even this material energy here, you know, this, you know, this is eternal. It's shifting. It's shifting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but if you could speed speed up vision, you would see that all the molecules in this room are like a river that's just all flowing. Mm-hmm. And after billions of years, they cha- This this building will be gone. It'll something else will be here. All of these molecules are going to be. Formed into something else, and then it's going to go back into his body at destruction. And he breathes it out again when there's uh, when he creates another one, it just keeps going on and on. It's eternal, mm-hmm. time is eternal, really yeah. So <laughs> he's eternal. So, but his male ego he wants to be the top guy, although, Bradha one of her 26 qualities, she has many qualities, unlimited qualities, But one of her 26 major qualities is that she always keeps Krishna completely under her control. <laughs> so you can see where this male-female relationship comes from. It comes from Krishna. Krishna's thinking I'm the male and Rado's like yes you are but actually she hasn't completely under her control you see so then basically that's why we say him he you know, because he's he, he's the macho energy she's the feminine energy but actually she's in control does that make any sense? I'm a bit confused, Belle. I'm just a little confused. I think I need to just process it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Would you agree that um, Krishna, as uh, masculine, has, even though he's like considered uh, male and masculine, he's still the all attractive one, even if our bodily designation is like male or female? And with that, his feminine energy, Radha, is like the most unobtainable woman in the is the most unobtainable person? Yeah 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 that's a good way to describe it yeah we don't say we do say he God, he uh, why Krishna is the one that does all the talking through Bhagavad Gita it's just Krishna Radha not she's not she's not speaking in the scriptures now she probably is She's probably saying, Krishna, why don't you say that? Oh, oh, yeah, okay. Uh, you know, that's their relationship. Krishna's the one. We talk about him. He's the one who comes and slays the demons and does all these things. And he's, you know. So Radharani is just uh, the contr- his controller. I have a question. Yeah. Um, so you said that um, you would know the difference in terms of when you're thinking about Krishna because he has superior God energy but is it different than our energy or isn't it the same and it's just reconnecting it back it's, it's like ours but it's supreme see he's um, he is the superior energy and we are uh, marginal and that means that it's separating. That already separates. It's separate. It's, uh, in Actually, Sanskrit, uh, there's a, uh, uh, there, there the spiritual world breaks all the rules of the material world. Uh, there's the, uh, in Sanskrit, it's called a chinyavita uh potency. Simultaneously, one and different. Yep. Here, Wait. it's either one thing or another. In the spiritual worlds, can be the same. So we're simultaneously uh, connected, but not connected. Yeah. Can you give see an example I mean? you Can you give a physical example here that we see in the world? In this world, yeah. Uh, of being connected, but I was thinking the sun. Oh yeah that's a good that's a good example yeah I didn't sleep that great so I was kind of slow but yeah the Sun like the Sun uh, Sun and the sunshine sunshine comes from the Sun and you can actually feel it you can put your hand in the Sun you can feel it it's warmth you can see the light but yet the sun is up there. It's 93 million miles away. The sunlight is the sun. It's like you said, like the little gold flake. Yeah, little flake. However, that sunlight is not the source of the sunlight. It's the sun. But yet the sun remains itself. So, And when is the sunlight ever disconnected? comes all the way 93 million miles here it's totally connected and if it didn't hit something that absorbed it if it went out into infinity it would keep on moving and still be connected to the sun at the same time it's kind of like on its way away from it you see so we're simultaneously connected and not so in other words we're God is a sun, and we're at the sunshine, right? Exactly. Okay. The difference between us and God is that when he comes in contact with his material energy, he doesn't become contaminated by it. He doesn't start thinking, I am part of this world, you know? It's like, can you imagine if you went to, uh, if you went to Fiji you know, we went to Fiji and you start thinking I am Fiji, I am part of gee I? I am this place you see well that's what we've done well, that's kind of a ridiculous example but that's what we've done when we, the eternal living entity came to this world we start to identify with it as our home you see this is my place. I'm a. I'm an earthling. Uh, I'm a human being. I'm a male. I'm a female. I'm a. I'm all these things. Or I'm a rabbit. Or I'm a snake. Or bird. You see, we we can take uh, all of these forms, but that doesn't mean we are those forms. Nor is this place ours. You see, we're eternal. This place is temporary. This whole cosmic manifestation is temporary. It's going to disappear, then reappear again someday. What happens to the souls? We eternal souls, what if we're here when this place is destroyed? It's going to be reestablished someday, but what happens to us? Does anybody know? What? Um, do you mean, okay, so just kind of like a backstory too, really. So um, I know more of like um, Christian, Christianity because of my family. Um, and they emphasize a lot um, like the Holy Trinity, I think that's what it's called, which is the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Oh, yeah. Um, and so throughout the years, um, I've kind of just broken that down to God, so supreme. Um, the spirit and like the body. Mm-hmm. Um, so when you ask what happens to us, you ask what happens to our spirit, to our soul, or to our body? What, what, what is which? What are you asking? The spirit. Well, the, so body, the, spirit the body. Gonna, yeah, the body is gonna. just gonna go back into the. You know, and then yeah. So to you. the spirit, right? Yeah. Okay. You the soul. Yeah, the soul. Okay. Um, well, I feel like I think that the soul is forever, so we keep on moving. Yeah. But after the destruction and before the new creation, the living entity is taken into the body of Krishna. As he he inhales. And when he exhales, a whole new world is here. Everything's clean, you know, fresh. And here we come. We start all over again. And he does this again and again and again completely replaced because the living uh, the living entities are eternal the material world has a duration things wear out here there's no time in the spiritual world, things don't deteriorate here in this world things deteriorate, even if you take a diamond as hard as a diamond and you just leave it out somewhere, it will start to deteriorate in so many millions of years it'll be like Gone. You see. So there is a duration in in this material world. So duration means it's degrading. So this whole material cosmic manifestation is is going to be worn out after a certain time. So Krishna says, "All right, let me have that one. There is a new one, brand spanking new, under warranty." You see? Yeah. Um, with that same, like re- breathing it in into his nostrils and rejoining his body, it kind of sounds like there isn't a way out in this one incarnation. We just have to reincarnate over and over again until the duration of your life was. You, you reincarnate again and again and again and again and again to infinity until you say, I'm sick and tired of this. I want to get off the merry go round. I don't want this. So it takes some time for the living entity to say, I always like to use the analogy of uh, that, uh, uh, what's that movie that I always talk about? The man behind the curtain, Wizard of Oz. You know that Have you seen that movie Wizard of Oz? You know when Dorothy sees the man behind the curtain and she realizes this, wait a minute, this wizard is a fake. It's really just this little old man. You see? So, you know, you start to figure it out after a while. Wait, 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 wait. Hold on. You had me fool for billions of years, billions of books. But I'm starting to figure this out. There's got to be something else. And then you become a seeker. Until you become a seeker, you're not looking for anything. You see? You're satisfied with the status quo. On and on. Just eating, sleeping, mating, and defending. Like all living entities do. All living entities are looking for something to eat, a place to sleep, a mate. And then once they get that, they have to defend it. It's just that as, as you become higher and higher in consciousness, you have to get more and more sophisticated in those eating, sleeping. It's like a human being is more sophisticated in their eating, a picky, than a, a dog. You know, a dog isn't very picky in the wild. I'm not talking about modern day house dogs. A lot of house dogs are house cats. They're like fanky, you know. But in the wild, you know, dogs, you see dogs in the wild, they're, they'll find something to eat somewhere, you see see wild dogs in India, Um, wild animals, they're not real picky, you know, if it's there, if they can eat it, they'll they'll eat it, so uh, we're more sophisticated, we're more sophisticated on where we sleep, you know, I want a Sealy Posturepedic, or whatever, because we're human beings. And so, things are much more complicated for human beings. Sleeping is more complicated, because I have to have a special bed, you know, for my bag, you know? And I can't eat that because diabetes, you know? So uh, sex life is much more complicated for human beings than it is for animals, you know? The animals, there's no dating, you know, it's, the dog doesn't have to take his uh, love prospect to the movies and dinner and buy her drinks. You know, none of that. Nor is there any responsibility. There's no palimony for the dog. You know, she's not like, huh, you promised. I gave you the best years of my life and now you've left me with this litter. It's not like that. The dog just goes on to another dog. It's not very complicated, you see. It's not very complicated for a pigeon to have sex life. They can have sex once every 15 minutes. You know, they don't have to get a room. So human beings, we have developed brains. And so now I have to convince people You know, the dogs can overpower the female. The human being, whereas he can, he really can't unless he's going to go suffer some consequences. So you see what I mean? It's complicated. So eating, sleeping, mating, and defending, even though it's more complicated for us than the animals, it's there. Everyone does it. And if that's all we're focused on, then we're animalistic in our thinking. So after some time, after so many years of uh, so many births, of eating, sleeping, mating, and defending, we start to think: Isn't there something better? isn't there something? Because <laughs> this really isn't doing it for me. I'm a human being. I'm the top of the food chain. Dog is sleeping in a hole. The wild dog. I was gonna say the dog sleeping in a hole, not sleeping in apostroped, but the modern day dog is sleeping on apostroped too. You know, that's that's America. See, so but you see what I'm getting at? I should be enjoying because I have money. I've got a PhD. I should be recognized for having a PhD. I should I should have more money. I deserve it. Got a PhD for crying out loud. I deserve more money than you. And you don't. I deserve more recognition because you don't, and I have that. So I have more money, more education, more money. I am. De- I am. Uh, I deserve to enjoy on a higher level than you. You see, I've got it millions of dollars and lots of letters after my name. You see? And I'm famous. I should be enjoying higher than just somebody who doesn't have any education, doesn't have any money. You see what I mean? It doesn't work that way. Because no matter how much uh, you make, no matter how much you have in the bank, when you sit down to eat, you can only eat so much. What is it? if I'm poor? I can eat two plates of food, and that's all I can hold. So then, when I get to be a billionaire, doesn't that does that mean I should be able to eat 100 plates of food? Or maybe the food, my food, should be better than yours, more expensive. My wine is a lot more expensive than yours. I should be enjoying higher, but it doesn't work. You drink your cheap wine, I drink my expensive wine, we both still have the same hangover the next day. It doesn't really work that way. The richest man ever in the world, Jeff Bezos, is it Bezos or Bezos? I think, I think Bill Gates just past him again. He there. Did he? I well, but so. before his divorce, he was twice as wealthy as he is, but even though he had 165 billion dollars, they still had a divorce. That means, you know what, divorce means really unhappy yeah. suffering. So he had the most expensive divorce in the history of the world. So now she's his ex-wife is the richest woman ever to be in the world. Does that mean that now she's the happiest woman in the world? No, you know. So we can see he didn't get it. He didn't get the prize of being the of enjoying on a, on a higher level. He still, even though he was the richest man in the world, uh, he couldn't maintain his relationship. He lost in love. So I'm sure there's an an interesting story there if we only knew. We only knew the feelings in his heart of what he's gone through. I guarantee you, he suffered a lot more than any of us because he felt entitled. I'm the richest man in the world. I'm entitled to more than you you and your wife so happy I'm rich I'm famous I'm powerful I'm distinguished you and your wife are so happy you make me sick you see so this is the nature of material life so if we can find that true happiness which is exchanging love with the source of love and that's the highest happiness, whether you're rich or poor. You don't need to be rich. If you are rich, then you can still be extremely happy. I know billionaires that are devotees, and they're some of the happiest people I've ever, ever known in my, my my life. You know, Ambarish Prabhu, Albert Ford, he's the Great grandson of Henry Ford, he gave $28 million to the Mayapur project. That's only one of his many, you see. So he's a pretty happy guy. He has been for 50 years. He's been devoted for 50 years. So. All right, let's uh let's sign off. Can you sign us off? Because I know Chaitanya Lee was prepared something delightful to <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna enjoy. All right, and if you have any questions, we can talk. I can talk. About it it's just that I get food all the